0: Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Kath, and I'm joined by my co-host, the wonder to my twin, Megan Spangler.
1: Pitter-patter, let's get at her.
0: <laughs> Today, we discuss our thoughts and reactions to episode two of Secret Invasion, the potential Super Squirrel powers, the stanley disney plus documentary drama and so much more let's dive in
1: Let's go.
0: megan tell me what did you think about episode two of secret invasion just as a whole give us your general thoughts before we get into it
1: um it was good it was a lot of continuation i think it's building up for another banger of an episode for episode three it, it was a lot happened but it wasn't i didn't feel like it was as strong as the first one which is Mm-hmm. Not usual because usually first episodes are kind of boring, but I feel like you know stuff happened, but nothing monumental. Just like I said, continuing the whole story.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like I, honestly, like this episode was a lot of I don't want to say filler, but it was a lot of setup, like you said. I think it it's definitely setting up like a big episode three. I can't believe that we're already at the midpoint of this series already. Episode three out of six, um, so it better be a good one. I mean, this one I think is going to be one that hooks us for sure. Uh, I I thought it was really good. I thought the pacing was good. I just felt like, yeah, like you said, there wasn't anything world changing that happened. There wasn't any super big action sequences, but there was a lot of heart there, a lot of for different sure. Ways.
1: And we saw a lot of different takes on characters. Like we've never seen Roadie that strict the way he was with fury. Yeah. But then he called him Nick, which no one ever does, so it's like are you a scroll? Yeah. Because the lo- the only other person that called him that was Maria Hill, who was a scroll in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home scene or
0: it was the end credits or the post-credit yeah. scene.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. When she was a scroll and then before they got blipped, she called him Nick. So that's the only time we've seen that before. So maybe there's something there. I still think the president's a scroll. Yeah. He got too mad, showed his cards. But that's what I think. Um, oh, Olivia Coleman's character, I also think she's a scroll. You but do? She's ba- yeah, she's a little badass though. Goodness gracious. She like, is that woman that woman's wild. The way she cut off that scroll's finger and was just like, hmm. This is what I do now. It
0: It's like haha, was, look who's green, like she was.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was just like, lovely. We can continue now. That that was that Let's whole scene party. like really showed Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene like really showed her not darkness, but just nonchalantness of what a badass she is.
0: Oh, totally. She's, she's like crazy in the best way. And I am, I, I lived for it. I, loved, I love, I love how she just like rolls in, like bolts the door, chops off his finger. And she's like, well, now that we have that established, let's party. And I'm like, whoa, like she was firing on all cylinders. And I, I loved it. Her, she, she stole the show in this episode. That was probably like my favorite part. Um, and she just, she gives no Fs. She is a badass bitch. And she, I can't wait to see more honestly she wow awesome 10 out of 10. yeah
1: i really i really do think at one point in the show when nick fury put those cameras in her office i think he's gonna be watching it and he sees her change because they you only use so? the cam- yeah because they only use the cameras in the first episode i i do feel like at one point something monumental is gonna come from those cameras
0: that's true. I mean, it would be kind of a waste if they didn't find out something juicy from from the surveillance he put in her office. I don't know though. I don't think she's a scroll. No. I don't. Um, I feel like they would have other ways of figuring each other out rather than like cutting each other's fingers off. But you could be absolutely right. She could be. Like, she could be the scroll emperor for all we know. Who knows? Um I don't know. It
1: was just That's actually a good theory. In, in the first episode, wasn't she kind of writing off Nick Fury when he uh, was worried about scrolls. But this one, she knew exactly how to figure out if he was a scroll and she already had a whole plan on how to find out what they're doing and how to get information from him. And uh, like, she knew about scrolls. She's clearly fighting some kind of battle that includes them. So it was just a very big change from the first episode to the second episode on her stance of scrolls.
0: You're right. She kind of did do a 180. So I wonder what changed in the meantime. I mean, I don't know. That's a really good question. One thing I was going to say, I'm thinking, like, how could she have figured it out? Or how could she have? What, what put her on the scent of, oh, there actually may be a Skrull invasion coming. Like, could it have been the bombing that we saw in London? Or no, where were they? In Moscow? Could it have been the bombing in Moscow? Could it have been, like, maybe Kobe Smolder's death? Like, maybe that was like, oh, sh- you know, shit's going down, like something real is happening and Nick is involved. So I know something that he said might be true. I don't know.
1: Did did we see the real Olivia Coleman's character in the first one? And this one was a scroll. I don't trust anyone.
0: Ooh, See, there is that scroll paranoia. I was talking about last podcast episode there. I love the fact that they're making us question like everything. Like, is that a real, is that a scroll? Is it not a scroll? Like, There's so many different things that could either be fake, could be real. We don't know. I have a feeling. I'm telling you, there's going to be a point in this series. I've been saying it where there's going to be like a big, like the other shoe's going to drop and we're going to get like a background perspective and showing who is actually a scroll, who is actually working with the scrolls, and who's behind a lot of these different moving pieces that we keep seeing in play. Um, I I think so
1: too. I think this next episode, episode three, I think something huge is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I, don't know I what. think so, too.
1: I've heard the rumors, but I, I also don't believe them. So I'm not sure. But I think it's going to be a big one. Uh I'm a little confused as to why Nick Fury really didn't react to Maria Hill's death.
0: Yeah. Did
1: you notice that?
0: He, he kind of just kept it moving. He didn't get sad. We didn't even see him cry. He just kind of like i don't know just kept it moving and and even after that part where he had to face her mother and tell her i mean one oh you know what though that brings me up to something i really wanted to talk about that Uh scene with her mother something was off and I, i was just getting this vibe like there's something is weird here because why is he being so open with a civilian about his daughter's death during a top secret mission I mean, I understand giving her closure, but they were talking so openly and in front of other people that were there at the airport or at the at the plane. They were there were other soldiers there that were, you know, transporting her body. They were having this conversation super openly. To me, I got the impression that this was Nick Fury talking to some scroll impersonating Maria Hill's mom. Because they it, it made me think that they're having that conversation so openly and publicly on purpose they wanted someone to overhear this they wanted people to think she you know that this was um, that this was that happening she was like dead. and that they were yeah that she was dead and that this was like something they were accepting that not like that there's something else going on and there's been a few instances in this show that i've personally seen where it seems like they're doing something or they're being very performative in a conversation and giving out these details because they think someone's listening that's the impression I've gotten.
1: I've gotten that a few times as well, but I definitely agree that it something was off. It was weird. The whole scene. First of all, it took. I I took a little bit of. I got a little annoyed at the scene because, in real life, the Air Force is the one mm-hmm. that goes to get the body. So that's one thing. That, I mean, at Marvel, if you're listening, I just want you to know that that I realized that. Um.
0: But, no it's good for you to know cuz you have first hand experience. Yeah. with these types He's, of things.
1: Yeah, so I that one one that one I saw it and I was like okay. Well, this is weird. Um but it was it was odd because he didn't seem remorseful that she was dead. He didn't say I did everything I could. Instead he was like she died because of me and it was that was it. like it was so hard. There wasn't any empathy. But there wasn't much from the mother either.
0: Yeah. She didn't seem like. I would have been devastated if it was my child. You know.
1: Oh for sure. I can't even imagine. But she was more like. It was a powerful scene. I will say. She said. Everyone's saying the debt the country owes me. But they're not giving me any answers. I That was a good scene. Mm. But. If the government's not going to give you answers, why would Nick Fury? Yeah, because he just gave away weird. Well, he just gave away intel about where he is working out of in Moscow, and he doesn't trust anyone because he thinks they're a scroll. But you just told this woman that you're working out of Moscow to defeat the scrolls. So how does that make any sense?
0: see and that goes into my theory that i think that they're that they're being performative because they know that they're being watched i have a feeling that's what it is
1: yeah also maria hill she died she wasn't wearing a bulletproof vest or anything yeah this is all is weird suspect too. to me I, this is this is just giving us all trust issues we're all going to need therapy after this
0: totally i think that's totally the point of this show is they they want the audience to be paranoid they want us to be have trust issues that it want us to be questioning literally everything i mean why else would they kill a major character in the first episode they want us to be like waiting to see if she comes back they, they marvel knows what they're doing um kevin feige knows what he's doing uh i think this is all intentional 100 percent.
1: i agree um but we did ask our members what they thought of the episode and they always Mm -hmm. get the best answers millie says two episodes in and already the best mcu show hoping the rest of the season isn't Mm. a flop well millie i also hope the same thing but i don't think it will be it's i think it's going pretty steady so far
0: i think so too i think this is going to end up being one of the best marvel series i just think that it's got like a slow, steady kind of buildup, I think. And one thing I forgot to note, mention um, with my last point was that they only gave the first two episodes to the press screeners or to the people who, who do the reviews. And usually oh. they give the first three. So I it could either be because, number one, episode three, shit really goes down. Or number two, maybe because it's such a short show, they only gave them the first two Either way, I, I don't know. I'm hoping and I'm, I'm feeling that episode three is going to be a big one. So I think that we're, we're in for a wild ride for the rest of the show. Millie. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think. Yeah. Because I think number three is going to have a big reveal that can't be spoiled. Ah, uh, Yeah. 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 Um, Rob says, I think Secret Invasion has been the most mature content we've gotten so far. I don't remember seeing as much blood in other shows or movies. I agree. This is this has been the darkest one for sure.
0: Yeah, I I, I will say when she when uh, Fallsworth cut that finger off and she was like, let's party. I was like, whoa, let's party, girl. You you really kicked it up a notch because that was wild.
1: Yeah. Or when uh, Maria Hill gets shot and she's bleeding out of her mouth, which doesn't make sense, but we still saw the blood. So, it was
0: pretty bloody yeah
1: yeah so that that was also when that happened i was like oh we're we're seeing blood and then they showed a whole finger being cut off and i was like oh oh my they're really going for it here <laughs>
0: <laughs> finally megan your dreams come true i
1: know i knew it was gonna be good <laughs> when uh, olivia coleman's character i forgive me i can't remember that woman's name to save my life uh when she made a masturbation joke
0: yes oh my god you're oh, right i forgot about that
1: what did she say something about mm, what would beating your meat about, yeah what would other think? others think about you beating your meat or something and i was like ma'am i was like she th- I was like what would they she- think i was just like well what do you think oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously she's excited about it so
1: <laughs> you know she's just god she uh, she has bde and i love it
0: she does she does and yeah. you know what the funny thing about her her character is and something that i actually like was thinking about and i was like she's technically she's like on our side she's she's out there interrogating the bad scrolls that are with the bad scroll faction like she's she's crazy but she's she's on our side i guess I don't know she's on the human side.
1: I don't know who she's whose side she's on. She's on her own side. It feels like
0: yeah. she doesn't want to
1: help Fury. She doesn't want to help the scrolls. She just she just wants, just wants to do her own damn thing. Yeah. I get it. Cool. Cool.
0: I I agree. I, I don't know. I guess if this was a real life situation, she's she's on the side of the humans. She's on the trail of the bad scrolls, So I don't know, I guess. We'll see what, where her character's allegiances lie or what her real motives are and her motivations. Clearly, though, it seems like she knows a lot more about what's happening than, um, than we thought because she, she knew oh, to she. cut off that finger to test for the green. And she was pretending to Nick Fury like she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's a scroll or whatever last episode? She knows. She's, she's in on it. She knows what's going on.
1: Yeah, and she had that uh, syringe full of stuff that makes your blood boil. I think that's what she said. Um
0: yeah.
1: I'm assuming that's made f- just for scrolls. So she was already prepared to meet a scroll. That's true. So, I don't know. That's true. I feel like I feel like she's about to become oh. a really big part. I think so too. Yeah. Jerry says, now that we know a million scrolls have been on the earth since the 90s, how are we going to find oh, who are we going to find out has been won this whole time from the avengers. Yes. I don't know. Yes. I I don't know if it's going to be one of the big avengers like it's not going to be Natasha. It's not yeah. going to be Thor, Hulk, Tony, or Cap. I guess the only one left is Hawkeye.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's true. It could be Hawkeye. Um it could be i mean it could be anyone everybody in endgame was technically made an avenger by tony stark so really it's True. like who 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 couldn't it it'd be easier to like eliminate certain people that could not be like you just did because it really could be anyone um i don't know i i would assume that it's not that, that it can't be hulk i'm gonna say i don't think bruce i don't think it's bruce i don't, I, I don't, I don't think, think he's it's one.
1: possible for it to be
0: Hulk. Yeah, I don't think so either. Unless they somehow got Hulk's blood and were able to, like, replicate, which would be a lot of extra work. I don't know. I don't think that would be – that would work out. Also, I if there's know.
1: if there's a scroll that has Hulk's powers, then we're pretty screwed.
0: I know. It's true. It's true. I feel like it's, <laughs> it's going think... to be a <clears> – <throat> No, I was going to say, I do think that we're going to get – a big reveal as being a squirrel this whole time. It's going to be someone that we don't expect. I think that they're going to, that they're going to really throw a loop at us. I mean, cause like I've been saying since the beginning, you can't have a show with shapeshifters and espionage and this whole paranoid plot line that they've got uh, that they're building around and not have not take the advantage of setting the story up in the nineties and then bringing it to present day and not making someone that we know and love out to be a completely different you know, like an alien now that a scroll took them over or whatever. I think that it would just be a waste. So I think it has to happen.
1: But then it goes back to them saying that this, you don't have to watch the other movies to understand the show. So I think it'll hmm. be a big character for one of the Avengers movies or shows, but it won't be an Avenger. Like it could be Helen Cho or Sharon mm-hmm. Carter, like those kind Sharon. of Sharon. Yeah.
0: Yeah i've thought about sharon i Uh yeah me too because you know when you bring in nick fury you're obviously bringing in that whole Mm -hmm. um shield anybody who is related to shield automatically gets connected to nick fury now right so you know Mm -hmm. sharon carter and nick fury interacted with each other in civil war and in um winter soldier i think right so Mm I think that it's it's pretty plausible that it would make sense for her to be in this show, and it would be really cool if she ended up being a scroll, and I that would be dope. So let's see.
1: Yeah, I, I would
0: really like that.
1: What did you think about Nick Fury's wife?
0: So I don't know. I thought she was. She seemed cool. I mean, we only got her for a very brief part of the episode at the end, but then also she was that. I don't know if you noticed this, but she was the scroll at the very beginning as well, the one who brings Gravic in and introduces him to fury at the beginning like you know when they did that first flashback at the beginning mm-hmm. um so it gave me a lot of different thoughts first of all i i i the the, I think the question on everyone's mind is does fury actually know if his wife is a scroll or not like does he know or does he have no idea
1: i have some comic background on that mm-hmm. but we also have a quote here from the secret invasion director so which one Ooh. would you like first
0: Go ahead with the background, and then we'll get into the quote.
1: So talking with our fellow admins, um, somewhere in the comics, I couldn't tell you, Mick Fury fell in love with a girl that looks just like his wife in the show. She got mm. cancer and died. But the scroll the one who dropped off Gravik. I guess she was in love with Nick Fury as well, but he was, he was heartbroken. So she changed into this woman who he was in love with. So for him, he is married to that girl. Cause she, you know, has her thoughts, has her looks, but for her, she's oh my, my like scroll. She's married to Nick Fury. So I don't know if that's the way they're going to take it in this show, but if it is, that would be juicy. Yes, it's so heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, that would be a whole new dimension. I think that would be so cool if they did something like that. I hope that we get some good deep stuff like that through the rest of the sh- season. Um, yeah,
1: because that would show a lot about wow. character.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, it would. Um, the other thing I thought about his wife, uh, before you get into the quote, um, I had this weird theory that maybe she... Is Gravik's real mom? I think it makes sense. Like
1: that's what I thought
0: before they came to Earth. She had him, and then she's bringing him up. Oh, look at this kid! He's so good, you know. Blah blah. blah and it's really her son that she's just kind of getting, you know, involved to keep him safe or something. I, I kind of had this theory that that was her her real son, but who knows? I mean, I don't know.
1: It. I could see a story like um gravic was put up for adoption by her because she couldn't care for him and then his parents for his uh adopted parents died so she went back for him Mm. and she's always looking out for him and he has no clue that's his mother just the person looking out for Mm. him because i still think gravic is his son so there's no way unless he's they're not unless those two aren't related and Nick Fury and her got close, and then we're like, "All right, Gravik, you're you're with us because you have no one." That yeah. I can see as well. I don't know how they're gonna spin it, but I know it's gonna be heartbreaking.
0: I think so too. They'll they'll pull at our heartstrings and our emotions a little bit with that. <laughs> there, there's got to be something. I mean, it seems like. Gravik really has a chip on his shoulder towards Nick Fury. And given the fact that they introduced them as working together in this episode, the beginning, you know, something happened with Gravik and Nick Fury that made him turn so like dark and bad against humans. I don't think it was just the fact that he was, you know, snapped away by Thanos for five years or the fact that he went up to space. I think that something between them happened and something's off i don't know there's got to be more between them that meets the eye and nick fury if you've noticed has never once mentioned to anyone not to talos not to maria hill at least not on screen that he knew Gravik from before that that he they had some kind of relationship so i think that's interesting and i hope they get more into that as well
1: so if he is nick fury's son that makes him killing maria hill so much more personal
0: I know. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. I love it. I don't
1: know. know. So, we actually have a quote from the director, Ali Selim, who comments on the, the mystery of Fury's wife and if he knows she's a scroll. In the script, he knows. And when we shot it, it was interesting that maybe he didn't know. We ultimately edited it in that way that made people feel like, I wonder if he knows or not. I can't tease anything forward about his wife. The conversation in the lobby after the premiere the other night was, does he know she's a scroll, or does he not? And I think either way works. It's true. So he didn't answer us, but he also did answer us.
0: I don't know how they're so good at this, these Marvel people. They love to do this. (laughs) I hate it so much.
1: (laughs) It's just so annoying. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I'm I'm over it. I'm over it, Marvel. Stop it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well i feel like we're gonna get at least something more of his wife in the next one because they just introduced at the end also did you see that he had to put on his ring to come towards her
0: he did he did do you think
1: that was a test to see to me if he forgot or he doesn't know then he's a scroll
0: Ooh, that could be their own you know what that could be that's a good i never thought about that that could be like their yeah. test for each other like if you come home
1: yeah. She looks without buried. your
0: ring. Yeah. Like, if you come home without your ring, like, I'll know it's it's not you. Or if you have one on and the ring, that, your actual ring is still in the house, then I know it's not you. So it's like a good double yeah. double way to test. Yeah, that's a good That's one. what I
1: think. Yeah. So I think we're going to get a little, I think, oh, episode three. I just, I'm just saying it now. It's going to be a banger.
0: Yeah, I think we're in for a good one this week. I hope. I hope watch we're like super disappointed and we're like hyping it up so hard.
1: I know. And then we're like, oh, man. So, you know, it's okay if we're wrong, but we're still going to hype it up if it sucks. Just so you guys know. So we're not wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get into what we found in this episode we have a brief explanation on the super scroll parts of the comics in the comics mm-hmm. the first super scroll whose name is clerk i don't know how you say it but it's going to be clerk mm. today it's clerk today It's has <laughs> got his powers from the fantastic four he was endowed mm. with the powers of the fantastic four and sent to earth to conquer it after the fantastic four thwarted their previous invasion attempt With powers that were stronger than his foes, the Super Scroll was more than a match against the Fantastic Four. In the latest episode of Secret Invasion Promises, that's the name of it, Promises, Gaia snooped around to discover what Gravik was hiding and found files cataloging four samples of various specimens whose DNA has been harvested. So, you remember when they say, did you get the harvest? Uh, He said... Yeah, the scientist said it to Gravix little friend. So the Gaia I didn't even catch went that. Yeah. So Gaia was in the computer and it showed her these four things and I'm pretty sure that is what they're talking about the harvest. That's what they need and I think they're going to use that huge machine to make a super scroll.
0: Wow. I think that's definitely where they're going with all of this and I, I'm interested to see how they adapt the Super Scroll storyline from the comics into the MCU without the Fantastic Four. Um, So that's really cool.
1: So the first one on the list was Groot with an image showing several twisted vines embedded into the ground. The system providing confirmation that Groot is in fact a Flora Colossus from planet Mm -hmm. X, which is in the comics providing Canon confirmation of Groot's origins. Nine years after guardians of the galaxy first teased them, the location appears to be the last stand against Thanos in Avengers Infinity War when that happened. Mm-hmm. During the battle, Groot sent out a fury of twisted roots to trap the Mad Titan. We can see in the trailer for Super for Secret Invasion that Gravik seems to have Groot's ability to grow and stretch. It mm-hmm. appears that Gravik will incorporate Groot's abilities, which looks pretty similar to Mr. Fantastic's stretch, Stretching Power's.
0: It's true. Yeah. It looks awfully similar. It's an awfully similar little tidbit there. So, hmm.
1: Yeah. And what's odd is they all have it. I will show yeah. you. Next is Frostbeast. Okay. It's an incredibly deep cut reference with the catalog showing its decapitated head on a table. It's it, Undoubtedly, it's the same Frostbeast that escaped on Earth in Thor the Dark World during the chaos of the Convergence. It's by far the shakiest of the fantastic four replacements, but it's possible this DNA could provide a scroll cryokinesis like mm. frost giants, meaning ice barriers mimicking mimicking invisible woman's invisible powers.
0: You know, I've been hearing this and first of all I want to say I love the fact that they fixed that loose end from thor the dark world uh, you know at that end part where you just see that frost beast just you know still on earth like no explanations to whatever happened to it this is what happened to it i love that they that they uh, i love when marvel does this and they fix these little loose ends and they make them make sense oh it's like my favorite it's like
1: i swear to god it's our love language is when these loose ends get fixed and everything is just just fits
0: I know. It just all clicks (laughs) together. It's all copacetic. This is why Marvel is the best in the game. This attention to detail is why Marvel is still on top and still kicking ass. Um, I'm so excited for this. They just have to make it make sense as to what power they're getting from it because everyone people are either saying it's going to be something ice related or it's going to be something like invisibility related to kind of still mimic that storyline. So we'll see I guess. I don't remember them going invisible at all but They could always say they did, and we wouldn't know either way. So,
1: Well, yeah, if they're making their own Super Scroll, they could really be starting from scratch.
0: Exactly. It's true. Very true.
1: Um, The most straightforward of the collection of DNA is Cole Obsidian, whose arm was cut off by Wong during Mm. Infinity War in New York. It can be seen displayed on a surgical table in the DNA catalog. It could be that a scroll incorporating Obsidian's DNA will inherit his durability or super strength matching that of Ben Grimm the Thing.
0: Yes, this is cool. I, again, <laughs> yeah. another little little easter egg from Infinity War that they're I think that's so cool that they're like kind of threading this through and really just kind of looping things together. Uh, I know a lot of people online are speculating that Wong could be the scroll like counterfeit that we've been waiting to see, you know, and one of the Avengers who's really a scroll. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't be mad at it. I would kind of love it. I would love the fact that number one, he's made so many cameos recently that it would just be so perfect mm-hmm. for him to be the scroll. And number two, it kind of would explain like how different he has become after Infinity War, you know, because his personality has kind of changed a little bit. He's become a little bit more um relaxed, a little bit more like free-flowing with certain things. And I think it would also explain why. He wasn't as powerful as he, a lot of people criticized um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, criticized Wong in particular because they felt that he wasn't as powerful being the Sorcerer Supreme um, to stop Wanda. But maybe this is why, maybe that scroll, you know, obviously just isn't as powerful as the real Wong, the one who's, you know, impersonating him. That could be it.
1: Well, because um, a Sorcerer has to learn how to make their powers more and more and more. Mm-hmm. um the scroll takes their thoughts they have their thoughts they have at that moment and i think they stick That's that's all they get they don't get their future thoughts so that exactly. would make sense because that would that would make sense i, I like that a lot though
0: me too. me too
1: the last one last but certainly not least extremists or is extremists mm. either way it's i think definitely yeah it's definitely to replace the Human Torch's powers and could also provide a scroll with regenerative abilities. Although, instead of an image of a dead body of an extremist soldier, the photo attached to the DNA sample is of the human nervous system. This is similar mm-hmm. to the display Guy Pierce Aldrich Killian showed Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper pots in Iron Man 3. That's
0: again always
1: i've always wondered why they just dropped extremists because you would think tony stark would be all over that exactly yeah and the fact that they're bringing it back brings me such a joy i love that so much
0: i mean not even just tony stark like any of these people that we've seen who are power hungry in the mcu like this you know who would have been all over this thunderbolt ross he would have been all over extremists Mm -hmm. he would have been trying to replicate that thing from the second he saw it um you know Val, Val, you know she obviously would have loved this too i think that it's really cool how again like i said they're kind of weaving these little threads that were kind of forgotten plot points now they're bringing them back in i love that and and to be honest with you this is kind of like the follow-up to the easter egg we got to see in shang chi and i don't know if you caught this megan but during the scene where they arrive at that fight arena when Shang-Chi is going to meet his sister, um, mm-hmm. there is an ext- a person fighting in one of the rooms with the extremist powers. So someone what? who was experimented on. Yeah, go back and watch it. He, I think he was young. even fighting. I think he was fighting um, another Black Widow. That it was something really interesting like that. I, I could be wrong about the Black Widow thing. But there was definitely someone from who had been experimented on with the extremist powers fighting. At that moment, you could see him glowing red and you could see, I don't know if it was someone that Killian had experimented on before or someone that maybe, maybe that will tie into this even more with the scrolls. I mean, who knows? But it it was definitely, I think this is where that's kind of leading. This is the next step following up on that Easter egg. And I really can't wait. It's going to be really interesting.
1: Well, now I have to watch Shang-Chi because that's mind blowing. That's crazy. (laughs) Now, everything I said now this doesn't mean that gravit could become clert or however you say that name or that he's adapted without the powers of the fantastic four but it's possible fans could be seeing a prototype of clert so to speak before his eventual introduction later
0: i think so too i mean i mean it would make sense that they would be experimenting and have a couple others go through the process as well so who knows
1: i think I think Gravik's going to make Gaia do it first. I think he's going to make her try it. And I think, think that's, yes. So I have this theory and I've sat on this theory since I watched it. Mm-hmm. We all know that Marvel accidentally spoiled that Amelia Clark will become Abigail Brand. If you don't know, oh. they spoiled it because they posted a GIF. But if you click the GIF, they kept, they titled it Abigail Brand, which <laughs> that's a big mess up. So I think Gaia goes into the machine. They, they're like, all right, we're experimenting on her, on her first, mine as well. Because I think they catch her talking to her dad and feeding him mm-hmm. information. And they're like, your punishment is going to be that you're a test dummy for this. So they put her in there. And that's how because she, uh, she becomes Abigail Brand. In the comics, Abigail Brand, I call them the spicy hands. But she <laughs> has like <laughs> heating, uh, really, really hot, flamey hands in the comics. I know there's a word for it, but I'm tired today. So you get spicy hands, people. <laughs> so that's what I think is going to happen.
0: You know, I totally forgot about that. You're right. Everyone thought she was Abigail Brand at first because of that mm-hmm. weird leak that they had and, or that whatever they did. They accidentally spoiled themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, now that I think about it, you know what I think? I think that maybe Ga- Gaia is actually taking the human form of Abigail Brand and she's one of the people they have like in a coma or whatever. Like that's her persona is Abigail Brand. Like the real one. Like she's, she is Gaia. Well, How am I trying to say this? She she is Gaia impersonating the real Abigail Brand. The real Abigail Brand is like in a bunker or wherever. They're holding the real humans. I think that's what it is.
1: But this power thing, maybe that's
0: how she gets her powers.
1: Yeah, because I wonder how that works because Abigail Brand is half human, half alien. So Gaia, Mm. if she took on Abigail Brand, she would have those powers. Or she would at least be half alien, half human. And scroll. Oh, my God. No wonder she looks so mad. I guess we got to see how they decide to
0: spin it. I know. I'm confused.
1: (laughs) Abigail Brand is such, she's such a badass in the comics. And I just, I need to see it. It's cool she doesn't have the green Mm -hmm. hair. It's fine. Because it's Amelia Clark, who is incredible. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm totally for it. She can always make her hair green at some point in the future. Who knows? But I think think it's really cool um, that they're doing it this way. I think that, that raises a lot of questions. And again, scroll paranoia. We don't know who's real, who's not, who's what's going on. So I'm excited to see how they decide to spin this in order to make it fit into the MCU.
1: Yeah, me too. But like we said, episode three is probably going to be a banger. So
0: yeah, we just have to wait and see. Moving on, Stan, the Stan Lee documentary on Disney Plus, a lot of controversy coming out of this. Surprisingly, I learned a lot from the documentary. Um, but we are going to discuss our thoughts on it. Uh, recently, the family of Jack Kirby put out a statement because they feel the documentary didn't pay the rightful tribute to Kirby and gave Stanley all the credit for creating Marvel. Stanley was co creator of the Marvel world along with Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Bill Everett, and Don Heck. The documentary led Kirby's son Neil to fire back in a passionate statement posted on Twitter by Jack Kirby's granddaughter Jillian. Loaded with classical references, the statement chastises the filmmakers and Lee for underplaying Jack Kirby's foundational involvement in creating Iron Man, Thor, the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, and dozens of other characters who anchor the billion-dollar MCU, up to and including Groot. Here's a portion of the statement. We won't read the entire thing because it's just so long, but here's a little snippet just to give you an idea of of how they're feeling about this documentary. Because clearly it's some type of way. (laughs) If you were to look at a list and timeline of Marvel's characters in 1962 through 1966, the period in which the vast majority of Marvel's major characters were created during Lee's tenure, you'll see Lee's name as a co-creator on every character with the exception of the Silver Surfer. Solely created by my father, Neil Kirby wrote. Are we to assume that only Stan Lee had a hand in creating every Marvel character? Are we to assume that it was never the other co-creator that walked into Lee's office and said, Stan, I have a great idea for a character. According to Lee, it was always his idea. Lee spends a fair amount of time talking about how and why he created the Fantastic Four with only one fleeting reference to my father. Indeed, most comic historians recognize that my father based the Fantastic Four on a 1957 comic he created for DC, Challengers of the Unknown, even naming Ben Grimm The Thing after his father, Benjamin, and Sue Storm after my older sister, Susan. So That's really interesting and crazy.
1: I... Okay, so I have some thoughts on this. I get what they're saying. And of course, Jack Kirby does de- deserve all of the so much credit. I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't a documentary about who made Marvel, it was a documentary about Stan Lee. Yeah. So I get what they're saying, but it's also wrong place, wrong time. Why aren't you campaigning for Jack Kirby to get his own uh, documentary instead of trying to take away from someone else's? Also,
0: exactly.
1: They posted it on Jack Kirby's granddaughter Jillian's Twitter. Her name on Twitter is Jillian Kirby uh, (parentheses Jack Kirby's granddaughter). So let's not do this.
0: Mm-mm. That's so ridiculous. But I don't know. I think I think it's 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 ridiculous that they're having these conversations now. Like, why weren't they doing this when Stanley was alive? I mean, he died only a couple years ago, so they could have easily yeah. all this time been, you know taking him to court or hashing it out with him or, you know, releasing statements. like But now all of a sudden he's gone and they released this documentary and now they're having this huge issue. I mean, I'll be honest, I learned a lot. I didn't realize there was this whole controversy behind the scenes at Marvel Comics. So that was news to me. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, like you said, Megan, um, it, instead of attacking Stan Lee, who's not even alive to defend himself or, or you know, explain why he says the things he says, why don't you guys champion for them to create a documentary about Jack Kirby? Like about his side of the story and about, you know, a sequel or something.
1: Yeah. That would be the not, best solution. Yeah. And it's not like Stan Lee. That it's not like the documentary shied away from any controversy. They did touch on it some. But most of the things that were said were from Stan Lee's own mouth. It was his mm-hmm. documentary. It was about his life. Not how he made Marvel, it was about his life and his career, yeah. you know it was it also involved his wife. She didn't work there i I get where they're coming from, I do, but it's it I just don't think that's how you should have gone about it. I don't think Jack Kirby would be saying anything if he was alive right now,
0: yeah, I, I think, think I you
1: guys feel slighted, which is perfectly valid, but he Jack Kirby could also get the same kind of treatment in his own documentary. And we would love to see it. We don't yeah. we don't like this back and forth bullshit they're pulling. Like it's not Stanley versus Jack Kirby. They created something beautiful together and they were on good terms with each other when they died. Mm-hmm. So come on, like let's not start this big old controversy: who made who, who's more, who's better, who stole from who. That's not what Marvel's built on. It's not mm-hmm. no, it's not DC. Come on.
0: I know. We're better than That's that.
1: True.
0: <laughs> Let's rise above, truly.
1: Exactly. Also, did anyone else notice that Stanley's wife, when he met her, looks just like Peggy Carter?
0: Oh my a, God. Accent. <laughs> totally based off her. I'm convinced now. Wow, you're so 100%. right. 100
1: percent Yeah. <gasps> and when I saw her and I was like, oh oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, hey, you got to type. It's cool. And because of it, we got the beautiful Peggy Carter.
0: But yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Peggy. Me too. too. That is pretty funny. And I mean, didn't he meet her? Yeah. He said that she, he met, where did he say he met her? He met her like at, um. They, she was an actress or something, wasn't she?
1: She, they met each other. He like opened the door for her and it was love at first sight for them. He was there to meet someone else. I think it was a restaurant. I think. Uh, he was there to meet someone else, but he instantly fell in love with her. And she said she instantly fell in love with him. Yeah. And they had like kids together. It was sweet. Also, shout out to the kids that, that didn't respond to this whole letter. You know, like yeah. I feel like that it could be looked at a bunch of ways, but I do think that was the high road to take.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. I just, I, I, my last thought on this is that it all comes down to money. I think these people are speaking out about this because they think that they deserve some kind of piece of the, of the pie of whatever. Um yeah. But really it, it's not something that you created. It's something that, you know, your relative created and your relative did not all these years that they both were alive together, you know, did not ever come forward with feeling some type of way about this. So I just think it's ridiculous, but. Whatever, I guess.
1: It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't want to look at these characters and think, oh, that character was stolen. There's a controversy with that character. Oh, that character is named after someone's dad and then he didn't get credit for it. It's, it's kind of, if you read the whole statement they put out, it just keeps going and going and it does really get petty. So, yeah. you know, keep Before. an open mind when you read it. Or don't read it and continue to keep loving both creators. We encourage it. They're both great. Exactly. Exactly. So moving on to our news roundup. The On the official Craven the Hunter page on Sony Pictures' website, the description for the movie says, "Craven the Hunter is the visceral story about how and why one of Marvel's most iconic villains came to be. Set before his notorious vendetta with Spider-Man, Aaron Taylor Johnson stars as the titular character in the R-rated film. Is this confirmation they have plans to bring the two together?
0: I think so, and I hope so, and they would be stupid not to. That's
1: <laughs> my would. thoughts in a nutshell. What kills me is like I feel like Andrew Garfield's spider-man would have been way better with craven but well i mean who i'll knows? take what i will take what i can get
0: yeah i mean who knows after no way home anything is possible they might be bringing them all back to fight everyone so i don't know i just, i hope so i think that for them to have specifically mentioned spider-man as mm-hmm. being a part of the story and setting this before um I think that leads me to believe that they're definitely building up to something. I think by the end of the film, either in the post credits or at the end of the movie, or at some point, you know, they're going to link it together to where it, it, they're telling the audience without telling them that there's going to be a meetup someday. There's going to be so a face off and I'm there's excited. There's going to be something so. at so the end of time. this
1: movie and I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time.
0: Mm-hmm. Time's up. Sony give us what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to our next piece of news, Anthony Mackie speaks out on Jonathan majors, assault arrest saying that's one of the staples of this country. Nothing has been proven about this dude. Nothing. So everyone is innocent until proven guilty. That's all I can say. It's crazy where we are as a society, but as a country, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. And to, to be honest, I totally agree. I think people really jumped the gun on this. And I think that it's true. That's what I've been saying since we started covering this on our podcast. Innocent until proven guilty. Um, let the mm-hmm. courts decide. That's what Marvel is doing, which I really commend them for, you know, taking the, the high road and being mm-hmm. the class act and not just dropping him because of the controversy. They're actually waiting to see um, what, how things turn out. And I think that's yeah. just the smartest move they can make because mm-hmm. all these other people, you know, given how the evidence is, is kind of coming out now, Some of these other studios and and other projects that dropped him, if, you know, he's officially ruled innocent, are going to look so stupid, so.
1: Agree, and I know there's a lot in the press that say that Majors took a lot of evidence to the police, and they found that they had enough evidence to arrest the ex-girlfriend. Just so Mm. everyone's clear, they have not arrested her. I don't know if they plan Mm. to. I don't know if they won't, but. Whatever you see that says he won a huge victory. The girlfriend's been arrested. It's not true. He has not been found not guilty. His trial is next month. So I bet you anything, we will not hear a single thing until his trial. So nothing is set in stone.
0: We'll be covering this either way. So stay tuned to our show. We will be breaking this down for you guys as the information comes out and around the time of his trial. If it stays on course for that date, we will be covering it then too. So just stick with us.
1: And hopefully the date sticks. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. So our last one, Samuel L. Jackson, says that there will be three Captain Marvels in the Marvels. He said in a mm. recent interview with Sway's Universe, after Secret Invasion, I'm moving on to the Marvels, where you got like three different people who are Captain Marvel. You got Brie Larson, you got a Black Captain Marvel, and you got a Muslim mm. Captain Marvel. So they're working on the universe in a way that's inclusive. Even, like, Shang-Chi and all those things that's happened there. And who the hell is Bad Bunny going to be? Like, Bad Bunny's in the Marvel Universe. Who's that? What are he going to be? So Nick Fury definitely forgot that Bad Bunny was going to be in a Sony movie. I know. And <laughs> he does not know who El Morito is. And... He does not know that it's probably going to be canceled. <laughs> so
0: yeah, I guess he didn't hear that Bad Bunny dropped out of El Muerto. So, or maybe that's still rumored. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but it hasn't it's
1: been that way. confirmed. But I really kind of hope he does for his own sake.
0: I know, me too. Be smart at this point,
1: that that does make me think that at one point in the Marvels, all three women are going to have the same powers as Captain Marvel because they're all their powers are splitting between each other in the trailer. Mm -hmm. so i think they're all gonna be using captain marvel's powers and like maybe in the end fight so that's what i think this was a pretty big thing for him to to say so
0: yeah that was interesting i guess but i mean i'm excited (laughs) for the marvels i i don't i I don't know if i don't know did they film secret Invasion before the marvels or were they filming i don't know um
1: Hmm. i thought the marvels had they finished wrapping. I thought they wrapped because they were supposed to come out. It's very confusing because the Marvels was supposed to come out before Quantumania. And then they switched mm-hmm. uh, dates with each other. So Quantumania came out first. And then the Marvels was pushed to November. So I don't know. It also begs the question, is Secret Invasion set before the Marvels or after? I don't know. I don't think we have confirmation yet.
0: I'm. I think that they mentioned that it takes place after, but who knows? We really don't know. Let's see. We
1: have no. We have no idea. So we'll all figure. Find, we'll all find out together.
0: <laughs> yep. and you'll. We'll discuss it on here. So just keep tuning in, guys, and thank you for always listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you, guys, and thank you for figuring it out with us.
0: And that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. Follow us on Twitter at MediaverseCU and on Instagram and YouTube at Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Our new episodes are now premiering on Tuesdays on Spotify, the day before new episodes of Secret Invasion are premiering. So this is the best place to catch up and discuss with us. Thanks for tuning in and goodbye for now.
1: And happy birthday, Steve Rogers and Nick Fury. Happy 4th of July.
0: Yes, happy 4th of July, everyone.